Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend Enfuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. Show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. But running the boards is Joey D's Wednesday. Oh, it is. It's Wednesday. Thank you, Waluigi over You're there. You're welcome. On today's show, Marvel movies have gotten a bit of a little bit of a shift in release, so we're going to talk about that. DC fandom happened, and there was a whole bunch of stuff that went down that we got to cover. And, of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our webpage, bjgeeknation.com. Dot com. Dot com. have our blogs, podcasts, and more. more. Or, you know, just search BJ Shays Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, and the Odyssey app to find us. Exactly. Find us. Find us. Lots of ways to get a hold of us, and please do so. I mean, it's fun to talk to all of the Geek Nationals out there. If you're doing something fun, if you're doing something interesting, you're playing board games, you're going out there slinging cards, playing uh, some wizard poker with Magic the Gathering, or hell, even still playing Pokemon, doing all that fun stuff out there. Let us know what you're doing. It's always fun to hear about that. Now, we do need to talk about some interesting things that are happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, In a sudden turn of events, and I found this on uh, comicbookresources.com, it looks like it's being reported that Marvel Studios will be pushing back the premiere dates of every project previously set for release in 2022 and 2023 back by several months. Uh, Beginning with the feature film kickoff of Phase 4 in the MCU, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness has been pushed back by several months, replacing Thor Love and Thunder, which then replaced Black Panther Wakanda Forever. For most of the films, the the difference is going to be several months, but it has seemingly resulted in the removal of two untitled projects from Hmm. Marvel Studios' slates. Things that I don't know if they're going to be pushed back till even further or well and, well, and so we just know that they've been removed from the slate. So here's the breakdown right now. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was previously scheduled for March 25th, 2022, has now moved to May 6th, 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, which was previously scheduled for May 6th, 2022, has now moved back to July 8th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever previously dated for July 8th, 2022, has now been pushed back to November 11th. That just kind of seems along the lines of there, if it's not going to be a summer blockbuster hit, they're just going to be pushing that back for the Christmas blockbuster hit sort of thing when they do with all of that. The Marvels has been moved from November 11th, 2022 to February 17th, 2023, which again kind of falls along the same lines of like having a, a, a spring slash winter release for a Marvel movie. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, scheduled for February 17th, 2023, has been pushed back to July 28th, 2023, which is a bigger shift on that. And the two untitled projects previously scheduled for the July 28th, 2023 and October 6th, 2021, have been removed from the schedule completely. Another untitled film previously set for November 10th, 2023, has been moved to November 3rd. So it actually moved it up a week. So it looks like maybe because of the pandemic, they had to bump two of the projects and maybe it was something that just hasn't worked out. They realized they're not going to get to those in time, which... Obviously, at this point, is just going to change the direction of Phase 4, 
which has already been in disarray since the pandemic. We're supposed to get certain shows at certain times and certain movies before shows, and that was just basically kind of thrown out the window. Yeah, we can't blame them on that part. I mean, right. I, I think that uh, especially with you know state of the world and COVID and stuff, it makes sense that they'd push all their day all the movies that were coming out pre-April of next year to post-April to hit the big summertime movies and then like you said capitalize on next winter as opposed to this winter yeah exactly and it just gets down to the fact that i mean (laughs) we've you know talked about just the things that you've had to deal with in the past especially with like just like even when we're talking about hbo max on the friday episode it's like a lot of people are testing out things and they want to go by a certain amount of uh you know they have got their time limits they've got their things that they've got to hit the project deadlines and stuff like that but uh, you got to be a little bit of flex have a little bit of flexibility and that also works in terms of being able to get the right shooting uh or even something along the lines of having to do reshoots you can go and do that now with having without having to worry about dealing with more delays. If you just do it up front, you don't have to worry about that or, you know, cutting costs because we know that I know WandaVision for sure and What If both had episodes cut due to the pandemic because they still needed to hit those deadlines. And for WandaVision, I don't think it hurt it so much, but I kind of felt with like What If it was supposed to be the Gamora and Tony Stark episode. And we, a lot of people were very confused at the end of that whole thing and having to deal with all of that. Now, also in addition, there are other projects for Disney properties, including Indiana Jones 5 and a live-action remake of something else. We don't know. Details are scarce at this time, but it just looks like it's simply a domino effect with everything going on. And it looks like we won't really have to worry so much about marketing because they're still going to remind everyone that these movies are coming out. So it's just another one of those things that you're going to have to run through and think about. Now. Moving on from Marvel to DC, Fandom happened, and this happened about 11 days ago or so, so we're a little bit behind with that, but wanted to gather some information, and this was a virtual fan event, and really doing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, A lot of the times they went through DC movies, TV shows, games, and comics coming out for the next year. The first one that they did, and they kicked off with Black Adam, Dwayne Johnson, took to DC's Hall of Heroes to discuss his role and uh, did give a sneak peek that showed off his entrance into the movie. That's coming out next year, July 29th. And other than the fact that I know that Black Adam has had a lot to do with Shazam, uh, but he's not going to have Shazam in this movie and he's not going to be in Shazam. We'll have to see how they're going to fit all of those together. But it's exciting to see that this project is finally going. And I mean, the dude has a superhero physique at this point in time. It felt like he <laughs> really wanted to be Black Adam and has made that his goal. And the fact that he can do that, I don't know how it's going to work with the DC Extended Universe at this point in time, if that's even a thing anymore. <laughs> like, But I'm excited to see where they're going to be going with that. It's a DC movie, but I'm kind of hoping that it's going to be better than most of the other ones. Next up is uh, Grant, Gustin, and The Flash. And it looks like the pace of the announcements moved quickly in the fandom, almost like our next hero, ah, The Flash. Uh, the CW's The Flash, Grant Gustin, made an appearance to discuss playing a father on the most recent season. The two kids are actually around the same age of him. That's kind of weird. He also revealed that his Flash suit will be getting an update next season, adding that it's something that's long been missing, The Flash's iconic gold boots. Gold. Ooh, fancy. As Gustin puts it, it's always been a final element that I think has been missing from our suits. Um, 
Fans also got to see behind the scenes when Jason Momoa came out to do the first deep dive. <laughs> I got all this from DCComics.com, and they're really good Thanks, with their puns. DC. right? Uh, into Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which is out December 16th, 2022. He shared an exclusive behind-the-scenes clip that featured some compelling and some surprising concept art. And apparently there's giant grasshoppers and desert creatures, which is interesting. But we've also seen a couple of pictures that it looked like one of the characters kind of look like an old man who was kind of stuck in a desert. So maybe it's, again, looking into the Lost Kingdom. Maybe uh, the Lost Aquatic Kingdom is in a desert. Oh, interesting. Didn't yeah. Flash also show Batman, too? Uh, that was also... Well, that wasn't for the DC Flash. Oh. That was... But you're not wrong at all, because that came out with the uh, uh, the Flash's... What is it? The... Uh, uh, the Flash. Mm-hmm. So that's My the God. movie. How yeah. many flashes are there? Oh, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> exactly, the Speed Force st- uh, struck DC's fandom Hall of Heroes when Ezra Miller arrived from the set of the film to tease fans with an early look at the Flash. Now it features Miller's return as the Central City hero. The clip is short, but is enticing because you get to see Miller's Barry Allen working alongside an alternate world version of. Miller's Barry Allen, okay, hmm. which is an era of uh, Batman is the Flash visiting. What version is, we don't know. The interesting thing people pointed out in that was that the the other alternate version of the Flash, he's wearing a costume, but it looks like it's Batman's costume that's been painted over with Flash colors and like the Flash Elman El- emblem over the uh, the bat symbol. So it's getting a lot of people talking about that because we just don't even know what the hell is going to be going on with all of that. Bat Flash. Flash Man. Bat Flash! If you're into the gaming, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is going to be a game that is coming out. And uh, just like it says, uh, you're going to be the uh, Suicide Squad and you are going to try to take out the Justice League? I mean, we're not going to try to take out Starro or whatever. (laughs) No, no, not on that one. We already dealt with that. But sticking with the James Gunn Starro, they did show off a little bit of the Peacemaker, the teaser trailer, debuting with the Peacemaker himself, John Cena. They got a bonus behind-the-scenes look when the Peacemaker cast joined writer and director James Gunn to discuss the upcoming Suicide Squad spinoff series, which is coming to HBO Max in January of 2022. John Cena as the Peacemaker is coming back. A bunch of different other people are who are from uh, the last Suicide Squad movie will be coming back. Most of, and if you watch the movie, it's going to be most of Amanda's, Amanda Waller's group who uh, defied her at the end of that movie and now are stuck dealing with uh, Peacemaker, Peacemaker. <laughs> who is, as James Gunn says, he was the only person in that movie a deserving of a of a uh, of his own show because he was he was the only one who started off as a giant douche and ended as a giant douche. Mm-hmm. There was no sort of revelations. There was no character development. He was just peacemaker all the way through. And we need more John Cena, man. He killed it in that movie. Yeah, and uh, according to uh, it looks like uh, apparently according to everybody who saw all of the stuff that's going on there, especially with the the, the little bit of the clip, uh, Peacemaker's pet bald eagle Eagly steals the show. Oh, So he actually does. <laughs> I saw some shots and I just thought it was like a promo shot. Apparently he will have a bald eagle as a mascot companion. I saw the eagle hugging him. 
in the trailer. It was hilarious. It's so like, Dad, weird. are you watching this? Did you get a picture? <laughs> Doom Patrol will return for a fourth season. Nice. Yes. If you're not caught up on season three, it would be the perfect time to get doing that. And uh, I know that we've talked about that a whole lot. Um, the season three finale is scheduled for November 11th, so uh, you can get back onto that. But it'll be back for a season four. And The Sandman, very excited for this because we'll be able to see what the hell they're going to be doing it. And I'm really excited the fact that Star Wars and Game of Thrones, Gwendolyn Christie will be Lucifer. Nice. Which is, if you've ever read the comics, uh, they're really good. They're beautiful. And it's always interesting to see that version of Lucifer because at one point in it, he's just like, no, nah, I don't want to deal with hell anymore. I'm out. <laughs> and that really causes a lot of problems. <laughs> if you would think, you know. I mean. <laughs> One of the weirdest ones that I saw here, too, is that they're going to be doing something called DC's Monkey Prince. Like P-R-I-N-C-E, not like fingerprints. Uh, in a newsflash segment, they said that it was announced that DC's Monkey Prince will return in February 2022 in a 12, new 12-issue 12 comic book series. So this is going into the world of comics, which makes sense. It's DC. They're talking about everything. I just didn't even realize that they had a comic series called Monkey Prince, and it looks amazing. Like, the art is fantastic, so I'm very interested in that one. I'm actually going to get it down and read all of that. Uh, and then just if you want to check out all the more information, they do have more information about Legends of Tomorrow, some other stuff including Titans, Batgirl, Harley Quinn, and even more. Like, I mean, it's, it was a, it's a virtual event that happened over the course of a couple of days. We did set it up like that. You can find all the information at dccomics.com, and uh, definitely worth all of that when it comes down to it. Now... It is time for the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got for us? What are you giggling about? I think this is funny. Okay. So there are many movies that we can pick apart because it's like, really, how did you fall for that? Or how how did the the good guys win? Not saying that we don't want the good guys to win, but it's like, really? Yeah. That's how you won? Usually usually when we uh, start arguing about stuff during a, a, a mega cast about any one of the spectaculars that mm-hmm. we get into, usually it ends up with Joe pointing out a plot point that I'm just like, just forget about that. Don't worry about it. So you would think that Joe wrote this whole article and it was on <laughs> Ranker and it's people who share their thoughts on villains who would have won or could have won if they did one thing differently. Hand wave. <laughs> Hand wave your way through the plot holes. I'm fine with that. Uh, the Incredibles, have you guys seen it? Which is hilarious. Yeah. I'll tell you why this this in a sec. So the reason why Syndrome failed. Like at the end, like, you know, he was about to get away. He had, you know, spoiler alert, baby Jack-Jack in his arms. He was going to train him to be his new evil companion. Mm-hmm. And what kills him? Cape. Or, or like, yeah, the cape. The cape. No capes. No, no capes. capes. There's absolutely no reason why... A superhero should really wear a cape because it will just screw you It'll over. It'll get in the way, and it was one of the biggest things, even when they're talking about mm-hmm. no capes, when they're getting their suits again, it was that. Uh, it was, oh, uh, Edna. Yeah. Edna Mo- uh, Mode, who is the designer for superheroes. Mm-hmm. And actually, there was a fan theory say, stating that she actually designed Syndrome's costume because, of course, Syndrome would want to be, you know, dressed by the, you know, designer uh, of the superheroes. So she would so add she, a cape. She added the cape or said, you know, okay, to the cape. Knowing he was not a good guy. Oh, that's the fan theory. Uh, you know what? I subscribe to that. I think that's a great idea on that one because it, it it perfectly makes sense. But the reason I think this is funny, especially for number one, is because even in the movie, he, he like 
sometimes uh, they'll start mon- like they joke. It's like, oh, the villain could have won. He had me, but then he started monologuing. Right? And oh, even, you caught me monologuing. And even Syndrome is like, you sly dog, right? you got me monologuing. Yeah, and I it's rem- like, you're not gonna get me with these tropes. But what got him? The cape. It's such a good movie. Like seriously, go back if you've never seen it. Um, do yourself a service and watch it. The and second if, one is equally really good. I still haven't seen the second one. Disney why? Plus. Oh, perfect. Well, I, yeah, why now? Because I can get on Disney Plus. It, it's actually, it's really fun. It's it's one of those, like, it's hard to make the second one as good as the first one, especially when there's that much time difference. Yeah. So it was 14 years difference. And it, wow. literally, it literally picks up seconds after the last movie left off. Oh, so you could just go back and watch that one and write into the other one. Exactly. Ooh, movie it, night. It's fun to see like the difference in animation because 14 years is big <laughs> when it comes yeah. to quality of art. Totally. Uh, but definitely go go check that out. Second one is Scar in the Lion King. What was his big mistake? What would you say his what? big mistake was where he could have won it all? Letting, letting uh, Simba live. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's oh. like, like all he has to do is all he had to do is just toss Simba in like he did to the father. I mean, obviously, it's Disney, and they got to make the whole movie, and also killing a baby lion cub is kind of horrifying. But at the same point in time, like, if you're already going to be a bad guy who's going to kill his brother... I mean, you should go full bad guy at that point. Know, like some one of the redditors says, Scar and Simba even had a conversation afterwards. So he totally had the opportunity, but he left it to the hyenas, who he called idiots. Yeah, he, he played himself, himself called them idiots. Yeah, he wanted to gloat. He wanted to be the great guy and just pawn off this little cub onto the hyenas, who, I mean, should have been able to take care of it. I love that one redditor is like, I guess he didn't want Simba's body found with lion claw marks on it, but it's not like this is CSI Pride Lands, like. Good call. Although it is funny to me, like somebody pointed it out. It's like, I like that he becomes in charge and then all of a sudden a drought happens. Like that was his fault for becoming in charge. Right. A drought happens. You run out of food weather, and water. Buddy. Uh, second uh, or third, excuse me, Voldemort in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So Voldemort, he decides to quote unquote hide his horcruxes on, on places that had significance to him. And all he had to do was hide it in the bottom of the ocean or bury it in some random forest or put it in a volcano or something. If he did that, <laughs> well, then Harry and company would have had a tough time destroying them. Yeah, but what's the fun in that? Right. And one person comments, I think uh, one of the ironies with Voldemort is the fact that wizards can live over hundreds of years and he died in his 60s. He could have had another 40 years had he just lived a normal life. Yeah, he wasn't the smartest villain. But also, I think you have to find a Horcrux to be able to bring him back to life. That's the idea. Is if he dies, you need to go find his someone, one of his followers. Oh, fair enough. So, if, yeah, if you're going to bring him back. You want that not in a volcano. But he really didn't do a very good job with a lot of them. No. No. And when you make one of the Horcruxes, I mean, spoilers, Harry Potter, it's going to be a little bit awkward because he's the person who will be your downfall. That was a whoopsies. Yeah, a little whoopsies. bit there, right? Actually, funny enough, I saw a meme uh, the other day that I saved, and it said, uh, things Voldemort should have made into Horcruxes. A penny. He then should have gave that penny to a stranger and then told him to pass it on. The result would be Harry Potter <laughs> never being able to find the penny. <laughs> Number two, his underwear. Who wants to have to take someone's underwear off of them? That's actually very fair. I do not want to do that. Number three, a dead battery. Who would suspect that? That's another one, yeah. And number four, Lily and James' tombstones. Could Harry Potter destroy his parents' graves? Oh, that's that's And then someone someone wrote, Voldemort was effing dumb. (laughs) 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 Number four, not really nerdy, but one of my favorite movies. I don't care what you guys say. Mm. Dr. Evil and Austin Powers. What was the one thing 
It literally was Dr. Evil could have just killed Austin Powers like Scott wanted to. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. The he's whole like, point in the second one. He's like, Scott, you just don't, don't you get it? You don't get it, do you? Zip it. Zip it. Didn't they become brothers? They are. They didn't become brothers. They found out they were brothers. Brothers, yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered some weird twist of that and Scott being like, just kill him. You're the worst bad guy of all time. Because <laughs> I think in the, in the third, yeah, in the third movie is when he finds out they're brothers because Michael Caine oh, comes in as his dad and he's like, oh, my son, right. Ducky. That is right. I forgot about the third movie. I literally. Except I, for the intro with Tom Cruise. That wow. movie came out when I was in eighth grade and I almost, we had it, I think either on, I think VHS, my neighbor did. Oh my goodness. Or DVD. And I could almost tell you word for word the entire movie. That's not surprising, but also eighth grade. Gosh, you youngins. Yep. Uh, number five, Ultron in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Not their strongest movie. No, no. But I mean, whenever you want a supercomputer who uh, gets on the internet for three and a half seconds and realizes he needs to kill all humanity, it is kind of based in reality at this point. So what they're saying is Ultron really could have taken Vision's body Twice he attempted to download and got over 50 to 60% in pretty quick time. But there's no real need to disconnect it just because the Avengers were in the area. Just lock the door, finish it off without vision. They had no chance of winning. Mm-hmm. None. And also at the end, when the Avengers are trying to make sure that none of the drones escape, it was dumb of him to have all of his backups in a single place that he knew his enemies were going to be. See, that's the one thing that comic book uh, Ultron has uh, way better than uh, MCU Ultron. In- until what if, really. But it was just the fact that, yeah, he's got the drones everywhere, but he's also a supercomputer with the Mind Stone. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you should be able to process these mm-hmm. things and figure out these things correctly. Uh, number six, any of the James Bond villains. Ugh, yeah. He's like, Bond. do you expect me to tuck? No, Mr. Bond, I expect, I expect you, you to, to die. die. Then walks off leaving Bond on the laser castrating machine. And I mean, that's or like... Or just kill him instead of capturing him. Right, and it's just like the big thing that has always been the joke, and that's why Austin Powers was so good. It's like, it's 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 an homage or a satire of Bond, but at the same point, Bond is a satire of itself. When you're mm-hmm. watching all of these bad guys doing the same mistakes over and over again, and even like the monologuing stuff we talked about, The oh, Incredibles, yeah. it's just like, yeah, this is the basis of all of these rules are based off of James Bond stuff. But if you don't do that, how are you going to set up the amazing one-liners? I mean... That's a good point. That fall looked like it might have killed him. Some <laughs> 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 of the stupidest lines. But you wait for him because right? like, this is going to be that's great. what you want, yeah. Uh, number seven, Darth Sidious in Star Wars. Palpatine literally announced he was back to the entire galaxy like one week before his fleet was ready to dominate them all. So why didn't he just wait one week? Nobody would have known he was even coming. They could have never stopped him. Well, how can you gloat on your eventual win? When everyone's dead. If you don't gloat when they're still alive, Vicky. (laughs) That's fair. Bane in The Dark Knight Rises. Bane had broken Batman's back and could have easily slain him, but he let him live. Yeah, Bane. I know his goal wasn't necessarily to kill Batman. Yeah, I think that's the whole thing. He just he again he wanted to break the man who uh, basically break the butt. Yes, encroached on his territory because he lived in the shadows, and that was revenge for what's her face, right? Yeah, um, Raz Tal- Al Ghul's daughter. Tali Al Ghul. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So, or, it, aka Miranda. Yeah, it's is one of those ones where I mean. Yeah, but also there's reasons, and I get it's, it's it's weird to say it's like, but I get wanting to have someone suffer as opposed to killing them outright. It sounds terrible, <laughs> but I mean I understand it from a villain's point of view. Not yeah. that I would ever do that or anything <laughs> whatsoever. I swear, I promise. Uh, number nine from a TV show. Hmm. This I understand. Okay, Plankton. 
in SpongeBob oh. SquarePants. Plankton in almost every episode. What one Redditor says. <laughs> it's like one person says, I think you can just buy a burger, dissect it, and see how to make the formula. He has a supercomputer for a wife. You can, yeah, you can reverse engineer that sort of thing yeah. a lot of the time. Because he goes in trying to steal one. It's like literally, Mr. Krabs loves money. Just pay, buy some, one. pay someone to buy one. Yeah. There you go. That's love, all you have to do. It became like a weird thing between him and SpongeBob, but I always thought, what well, isn't Plankton like a detective trying to figure out if Mr. Krabs is selling crab burgers? Like, you no, know? <laughs> no, I think that was so. I think the it's like joke. Toilet green. <laughs> no, I think that was the joke because he finally gets his hand on the recipe, and it turns out, spoiler alert, it wasn't really the recipe. But Plankton reads it and runs away because supposedly the secret ingredient was Plankton. Oh no! So he doesn't want the like. Oh my god, he's gonna figure out that it's not real. Yeah. Um, but other people think that it's actually crab meat because you don't really actually see any other crabs around. That is such a good storyline, though. Right? The whole time he wasn't against SpongeBob. I mean, interesting. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Krabs was not a very nice gentleman. On no, no, he's no, terrible. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Krabs is not so nice that I named one of my ex bosses Mr. Krab behind <laughs> his back. <laughs> like to his face, damn. No. Um, <laughs> number another one. I'm just gonna skip by the ones I really like. Bowser and Super Mario. Um, Bowser and his damn bridge. Yeah, like seriously, (laughs) fix the bridge. Maybe you don't need a key that uh, drops it down. Yeah, but they were equally stupid, Bowser and Mario. I mean, how many times did Mario get to the end game and never finish the end game boss? That's true. And I mean, well, he needs a go kart partner. Oh, I I mean, you know, it's just all fun and games. And just, uh, I, I think. At this point in time, like, I mean, adult brain is like, no, this is a weird role play game between the three of them. And it's just going to end in sexy time or something strange. That's after dark. Yeah, 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 probably. All right. Have you guys seen The Emperor's New Groove? I have not. Oh. I know. I know. You keep telling me I need to. Okay. So Yzma could have easily won and gotten everything she wanted had she just killed Kuzco herself while he was just unconscious on a plate instead of just having Kronk get rid of him, like take him out of the palace and get rid of him. Kronk is too nice for that. And you don't, I mean, as the as the villain, you don't want to be the one to kill the the uh, protagonist because at that point, you can't blame it on someone else. You're having Kuzco go and do it because you want that deniability of, no, I didn't do anything. I just kicked him out of the palace. Uh, well, actually, like, he just died unexpectedly. I'm going to, like, I'll post the rest of the list on Facebook, but I do, I had a, an idea. Uh-oh. So there are a few movies that I feel like that we really enjoy and would love for each of us to watch. Okay. So I know that, like, I mean, we have Halloween coming up, but the holidays are around the corner. What if, and I mean, we could do this or I can just float this out to some other people. You guys can do this as well. Mm -hmm. As a gift to each other, like we each pick a movie and the others have to watch it. Okay. So that way you, we can discuss the movie yeah. and see if you actually like it. Like for me, like The Incredibles, watch The Incredibles 2 or yeah. Emperor's New Groove for me. Okay. And then you pick a movie for us to watch. All right. Maybe. I don't know. It just I came like to this. me. I, I like this idea. It's a present without having to buy anything. We will uh, we'll, uh, figure this out. We'll suss it out some other in, time. In, in one, yeah. Well, maybe on a future geek sheet, yeah. we'll do a little bit of a homework assignment. We'll figure out which ones that we love so much that the other people have not seen and then we'll say you need to watch that one and then we can come back and mm-hmm. uh, figure out uh, how we felt about them and hopefully uh, not uh, hate on it yeah exactly <laughs> right I mean oh, I know Joe I know it'll be tough but maybe and I mean if it is a pile of crap then you just gotta call it a pile of crap but then you did it yeah and that would be the gift for me alright Vicky time to, time to brush up on the horror movies then <laughs> Okay, I'm regretting this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, guys, stay nerdy.